Shamrock, my ass. This is Andre Iskana, and you listen to Bay of Black Water. You're gonna need a bigger boat. We have such sights to show you. You don't know what that is. Everybody, welcome back to the Graveyard Shit Podcast. Um, we have got something interesting this time. Uh, we're covering uh, Thanksgiving, new movie from uh, Eli Roth that just came out. And, um, you know, it's definitely one that we're going to have a interesting discussion about. So, yeah. Well, first, uh, you know, I, I just remembered there was something actually I just watched. You want to want to go around real quick, just what we watched real quick in the last week, if anything? Yeah, sure. Uh, Prey. I revisited Prey the other night. Oh, nice. I love Prey. Yeah, it's been a while then since I've seen it, so, you know, through it, I was still up on Hulu, thankfully. And um, so I was able to... Although I did notice when I was in Walmart the other day uh, that uh, the physical media release of Prey is in there. Oh yeah, yeah. I actually got it. Pricey though for DVDs, like twenty four bucks and change. Yeah, for DVD that that's expensive, especially when you consider usually, you know, at least when I got mine, I got I got the Blu Ray. I got it. Um, it was like I think two dollars more than the DVD. That was it. So it was like, like I'm I'm not seeing the logic of having the DVD as well if you're just. Right. $2 difference, you know? Yeah. But uh, hey, honestly, the more physical media out there, the better. Yeah, uh, that and just, uh, as I said earlier, Manhunter, watch uh, for body bags. Um, nice. What, what did you say you saw again? I, I watched The Blob, the original yeah. uh, Steve McQueen, The Blob. Such a good movie. It's a Criterion Blu-ray. Really nice, you know? 
it's just nice. It's it's fun. It's a good movie. And honestly, these old creature features, you gotta love them. You really do. It's like, yeah, it was a, a more innocent time when they were released, but they're still really solid movies. You know, speaking of Criterion, I didn't realize uh, digging into uh, Manhunter and everything that uh, Criterion had put out an edition of Silence of the Lambs. Oh yeah, yeah, they did. I, I remember that. Um, it for for a time it was one of the most sought after Criterion releases. I remember that. That and um, what was there was two of them. There was Silence of the Lambs, and what was the other one? Wasn't scanners, was it? No, it, it was some. It was some rude. No, no, it, it was it was something odd, and I, I just remember thinking, was it like maybe Brazil, perhaps? Uh might have been. It was something like that, and I remember that they were both very popular releases. Like if ever anywhere got them in, like if you wanted it, you had to like be there the day it got in, sort of thing. If it was coming in, or you wouldn't get a copy. Well, apparently there is a uh, there is a commentary track on there. I would love to hear. Uh, I can't remember D- D- maybe last name Douglas. He wrote a book called Mine Hunter. Mm-hmm. And gets into the whole discussion of uh, I can't remember the FBI. The guy uh, who was in the FBI in the seventies who was the real inspiration behind uh, um, uh, Graham's character as well as Clary Starling. Yeah, and their that whole approach that you see throughout the films and. Apparently that's quite an amazing commentary track. That, I bet that would be, honestly. Um, you know, I, I think it's included on uh, the the special edition Blu-ray of Silence that's out. Um, who released that? Was it? I'm going to check. Just give me a sec. Um, I seem to think it was on that. I think, I think it might have been actually Criterion Blue, if I remember right. I'm not sure. Sons of the Lambs Blue. Let's see here. Uh, yeah, that's it right there. Yeah, Criterion um, Blu-ray. Let's see if it's on it. Audio commentary. Uh, it could be, yeah. Audio commentary featuring John Jonathan Demi, Judy uh, Jody Foster, Anthony Hopkins, Ted Talley, and John Douglas. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good to know that it's still available. Oh man. So uh, <laughs> Sam, have you seen anything this past week? Uh. Not exactly, but uh, a couple weeks ago when it uh, came out, me and uh, me and uh, my brother went and saw uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. That that was like, kind of fun. But I mean, won't be better. It's not better than Willy's Wonderland. Oh no, n- not by a long shot. Um, but I mean, the, the you know. I actually I reviewed that on my 31 Days of Horror, and what I said there was, you know, you got to remember it's a kids' film, you know, and for what it is, you know, for like a kids' film that's essentially like gateway horror. Um, honestly, I had no problem with it. I think I gave it 
I think I gave it like a nine out of ten. I gave it a high rating, but I was rating it as a gateway kids film. You know, I wasn't rating it like as a horror film. <laughs> so you know, it is it is what it is. I'm sure it's getting a sequel because it's making crazy bank. You know, um, hopefully, maybe one of the sequels they could maybe go a bit harder. Where they have where they have the the option to you know, I hope it would be nice. <laughs> One little um thought before we uh, roll. Um, I did. Uh, we were at the theater when we were at the theater seeing Thanksgiving afterwards. I was talking to uh, I don't know. I think he was just like an associate manager or something, but uh. Uh, was asking him, uh, trying to get a heads up on Godzilla minus one, um, uh, cause I, they did have a poster up there for it. Oh, and, nice. Uh, hoping that it was going to be on the extreme atmosphere, which is kind of like, you know, a step down from your IMAX, mm-hmm. but still pretty, pretty, you know, a huge step up from your standard screen. But, uh, apparently, uh, apparently as a, as of the moment, uh, it's not getting a run on the extreme atmosphere because, uh, uh, because the, um, uh, what were the two films? Um, Hunger Games and, um, the, the, what's Sam? Napoleon. Napoleon, yeah. Uh, are split in time with the screen. I can, a, I can, I can see that. I don't, um, I don't see that. I, I, I can I, see I, that for Napoleon, not so much. For not even Napoleon, Napoleon, because when you, I mean, the, half the film is, is the relationship with him and his wife? It's not even the battlefield. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Ridley Scott said, "The bigger the screen, the better the experience." Ridley so I'm Scott, the director on that 85. one. Ridley Scott's freaking eighty-five. I'm, you know what? There was a time when I used to freaking put Sir in front. I don't do that anymore. Screw that. Eighty-five. You're gonna do a freaking war film? Do a war film? I don't care about his relationship with his wife. I want to freaking see him as a commander. Yeah. Yeah. Of one of the greatest military forces that that ever was on this planet, man. He w- he was, man. I just I, I don't want to be sitting on the battlefield going, oh god, this could go on forever, and then boom, you're you're off back to the bedroom. <laughs> like, come on, and then Hunger Games, seriously, a hunger, you're a Godzilla, and you know what he told me the reason was? What you're gonna love this? You ready? You ready? Yeah. Subtitles. Oh, screw that. It's like, you know what? I looked at him, I'm like, that's stupid. I'm like, are you serious? I said, Godzilla was made for IMAX. It was made for that experience. Definitely. Whether you have to read subtitles or not. And I I, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, if you can't read the subtitles, you don't really have um, uh, any any place going to the movies. You know, you you need to be in school learning how to read. (laughs) Uh, you, know. um, you want to get rolling? Yeah. Uh, you want me? You want it? Want me just gonna set us up real fast and then? Yeah, throw, go throw, for it, man. Throw, throw it to you. All right. Let, a quick synopsis for. Uh, of course, we are talking about Eli Roth's Thanksgiving. Um, quick synopsis off of IMDb. Uh, not much, but we can definitely elaborate on it. Uh, after a Black Friday riot ends in tragedy, a mysterious Thanksgiving-inspired killer terrorizes Plymouth. Massachusetts, the birthplace of the infamous 
Holiday um, runs one hour forty seven minutes. Uh, apparently pushed the boundaries of the R rating with the MPAA. Of course, it is as everyone knows a twenty three uh, film, and it is of course uh, very uh, heavily inspired by the uh, was it two thousand and seven um, included on Grindhouse the fake trailer Thanksgiving, which for like sixteen years. Uh, everyone has been just dying for a movie version. Yep. Full length movie version of, uh, that. So, um, I'm sure there's a lot more, uh, uh, it was a big studio. TriStar put it out. Um, Spyglass produced it, but, uh, uh, I guess we'll just go around initial thoughts loosely, generically without getting into spoilers. Um, and just kind of do a quick little round table of just what we thought. Uh, having seen it on the big screen in the theater, um, I know there's a lot to be excited about and perhaps just a few, um, other types of comments along the way. But Glenn, what did you think? Let's start with you. I thoroughly loved it. I mean, um, let's put it this way. I, I always love a good slasher film and I found this was a good slasher film. And it honestly, it kept me, it kept me kind of guessing. I never, I didn't, when we eventually get to who the killer was, I didn't really see it coming. Well, I did and I didn't. I I expected it to be, let's put it this way, I didn't expect it to be the guy that it was, but I expected it to be someone similar. We'll get more into that when we talk about spoilers, but you know, it, it was a it was a great time seeing it in the theater, and hopefully, this is a sign of things to come. I would like to see an, a new slasher renaissance, and you know, we've got some good ones recently. So, hopefully, this is like a step in the right direction. How was your uh, theater uh, experience with it? I it was it was pretty good. I mean, honestly, like the it wasn't in like an IMAX screen or anything. It was just in a normal theater, but um, there was a decent amount of people there. It wasn't like a, a completely packed house or anything, but uh, you know, there were a good probably twenty, thirty people in there. So, and you know. I went on a Thursday night at 7.30. So, you know, so it's not, it wasn't like peak time, peak movie going time. But the fact that they still got like 30 people at that time, that says something. You know, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. The The few issues that I did have with it were few and far between. And... I said this, and when I uh, sent you a message about it, I said, you know, this is a guaranteed cult classic. You know, it's going to be spoke of in the same breath as things like Halloween, things like, you know, My Bloody Valentine, April Fool's Day, all the thing. It fits in that category, you know, of like holiday horrors really well and it's a worthy addition to the to the the 
pantheon of holiday slasher classics. Yeah. Yeah. That is the one thing you can say is, I mean, really, I mean, aside from a few minor cult favorites, I mean, this is the first real true Thanksgiving slasher film that embraces the holiday completely. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll get into that. That's, uh, so it was a, so it was a good experience as far as the, the audience and stuff. Oh yeah, everyone I noticed they seemed to enjoy it. There was uh, quite a few moments like ooh when something happened, you know, which I can always appreciate in a horror movie. And you know, then then you get the kind of this like the awkward like nervous laugh afterwards. Those are always kind of fun for me, you know. Um, there's nothing worse than like like a really gruesome scene happening or whatever, and you just get dead silence. That's pretty- you know, you're you're, you're kind of like, uh, did that not hit the way it should have? But, you know, yeah, I, it looked to me like everyone seemed to enjoy it. So, yeah. <laughs> right. Sam, first initial thoughts. Um, I really liked it. I thought everything about it, or not everything, for the most part, everything about it was like great. There's only a few nitpicks, and, like, the nitpicks are, I guess, storyline details. But when it's all said and done, I the first thing I thought of the first thing I thought of when the movie was done was they got to make five, six more, make this, like, a franchise like Halloween or whatever. Whether it's an anthology or if it's, like, around the same type of pilgrim killer, right? Um, I was hoping that maybe this weekend the box office would show that it's like, yay, this is going to be like, it's getting all the money. But as of one o'clock Sunday afternoon, it uh, made 10 million uh, domestically and then 2 million overseas. So just 12 million so far in general. Uh, Still for like the opening weekend though, it's not bad for like... For essentially, you know, it's gonna, I mean, it's gonna sound weird when I say this, but I don't mean it this way. For essentially trash cinema, you know, th- this isn't a movie I think that, that, you know, most people would be like, oh, this is gonna be a huge money maker for us. But, uh, what, what was the budget, you know? 15 million. 15 million. So it, it's pretty much made back its budget already. So. You know, I yeah, think the good. possibility of a sequel is definitely getting higher and higher. So, and this isn't even taking into account, um, you know, word of mouth, uh, repeat viewings, uh, people deciding to go when they might have not have gone. Yeah. Um, that's definitely something I will, I will say. Like, if anyone's on the fence about this movie, you know what? Get off the fence and get into a, th- a theater and see it. Because, um, it's damn good. Yeah, really, in the, at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter what we say or not say. I mean, it is definitely, aside from any, any, any criticisms we may, uh, we may shish way across the bow, uh, really, it does need to be seen in the theater, um, before it's gone. It's, yeah. It, it's, we, you don't know when we're going to get something like this again, so it's it's definitely worth the uh, the trip, even if it is a matinee or whatever. It's definitely worth the trip to see it on the big screen. For sure. Uh, anything else, Sam? 
Uh, no, that's just everything about it's really nice. Um, without going into spoilers, um, that's what I was waiting for. It was really nice. That seems to be the optimum word for you. Yeah, it was nice. <laughs> it meant nice. Um, it meant the bar of being nice. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I can put it. Um, I have. I don't know Eli Roth's filmography exactly. I all I know is that he did Green Inferno and that he produced Clown. In which my mindset is that okay, he's done serious stuff. So I kind of think this is going to be a little serious. And in the very beginning, the uh, um, the like um, the studio, you know, when it shows the studios that did it, it's like the music is like, oh, it's going to be super serious. But then, like, you're watching the movie, and it's like, yeah, it's kind of serious, but there's a lot of goofy, silly things that happen, and it's like, certain things happen that are like, that's not what a person would do, but it's hilarious that they're doing it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, um, I guess that's all I could really say right now for the moment. Alright, I guess I ought to go. Mm-hmm. I was freaking jacked off of this. I really was freaking jacked off of this. Um... I think I, I think I, I, I revisited the original Grindhouse trailer one too many times. Uh, <laughs> even though I knew exactly that's not what we were getting. Um, but, uh, I was, uh, I, you know, I, the time I sat there taking it in, enjoying it, I really, I really had a fun time with it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was a little, I was a little annoyed. Um, I was a little annoyed that at not one time in the entire film was I ever did I ever feel scared at all. Oh no, no, and not one time, and that really annoyed me because that that would have been fun if if there would have been a moment, even atmospherically, if if if, if there just would have been a moment to feel some sort of real. But it, but it was I don't know, and it never really felt. I mean, to be honest, it never really felt campy to me. No. Although there were a few scenes that maybe, but I mean, it didn't really feel like that. It was just, it just wasn't scary. It wasn't scary at all to me. And that, that annoyed me. Uh, not, not throughout the whole movie, but there were times when I started thinking to myself, okay, I, I just really want to be scared here. Um, and then, you know, throughout the, the, uh, major practical effects, uh, piece, uh, set pieces that we got, um, I was really prepared, man. I was really mentally prepared to just be like, to have that, you know, to have that need or feel like I need to just turn away. And that never had, that never happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even with the, uh, we'll get into it, but with the, uh, the final climax, um, which is a lot of it, a lot of a tipping of the hat of the hats here to a lot of movies. Um, I couldn't, I, I think what, I don't know. It, it's, I was, I had heard that it was going to be more of a sort of, uh, tonally 80s, but tipping of the hat to the 90s, but it really did feel like it was more stuck in the 90s than anything. Oh, definitely. This feels like something that would have come out at the same time as like Valentine or, you know, I know what you did last summer or something like that. But I enjoyed it, man. I mean, I, I, re- I really did enjoy it. I, um, there was, um, I thought the, uh, just, uh, the look of the killer, um, mm. uh, it, it worked. I thought it worked. And it's so, isn't it funny that how many times, you know, there, there, you know, those things either work or they don't work. 
And yeah. This, I mean, this this worked, and I thought there was. Um, uh, I don't I don't recall there being any pacing issues or anything. I felt like it moved, kept moving right along. Um, I, I will say this: I'm who is it? Rick Hoff, Hoffman? Oh no, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, is yeah Thomas? Uh, the guy plays Thomas Wright. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was in it was in Suits or something like that. Sam, you said Suits. Yeah, that guy annoyed the freaking crap out of me the whole movie. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Every time he grinned too much, I just annoyed the freaking crap out of me. I, I can't remember. I mean, he's like the only character in the movie that really annoyed me. Um, and I could never judge exactly if the scenes that were meant to be authentic were in fact authentic. Like, I never trusted him one time at all. And, and I'm like, is he a red herring or something? Is this whole movie going to flip on its head? Eh? Because I don't believe this guy one bit. This guy annoys me to the nth degree, almost as much as hearing uh, what's her name on the uh, Halloween uh, commentary. She's just cr- so cringy. Uh, what's her name? Mm. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, just uh, just listening to her talk is just so cringy. Um, yeah. He wasn't cringy. He was just annoying. I don't know why. He was just annoying to me. Um, I don't know. I like the cast for the most part. Um, I thought, I thought it was good. It was, it was good. They, they all seemed to, you know, it was fun. I mean, it was a fun movie. The gore, I was, I love the practical, uh, a lot of use of practicals, although I wish, I wish they would have given K and B a job on this. Yeah. That would, that would have been fun. But, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, it was, it was, uh, it's like, I said, it just needs to be seen. Everyone needs to say, you know, I, I, I noticed the reviews and stuff. It's like anything these days. There's reviews that go completely extreme one way, and then there are reviews that go completely extreme the other way. And yeah. there's not a. I didn't really hear anything that was like really firmly, sort of in the, in the in the middle. Um, but it's yeah. an enjoyable theater watch. I do agree with Eli Roth. This is this is more. This is more fun to watch in the theater than it is waiting for it on, you know, waiting for it to see at home. Yeah, I think that's probably true. <laughs> yeah, and and you know, and the thing is, is you know, we'll get into all the, you know, whatever criticism we may or may not have in a, in our spoiler talk, but uh, um, you know, you don't get this kind of movie every day. I mean, when's the last time we had seriously got a holiday slasher flick? Uh, I, I, not, not like, you know, that's not like a, a sequel to something. Um, I, I mean, what, time. you know, Halloween trilogy probably opened up the gates of opportunity for things just like this. Yeah. And then we'll see whether this, you know, well, I mean, it's already hit 12 million, so assume it'll continue to make money. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, oh, too, I, I, I did not, um, I did not catch anything. I guess this is for all of us right now. This isn't spoilers or anything, but I mean, I didn't catch anything woke related. No, at all. No, pretty. I mean, it might have been, it might have been a, a big a comedic or campy or however you want to, but it was. It never got never like a lot of movies today. Did no, no seemed to be no messaging going on. No hitting you over the head with a hammer. Nope. About how you ought to feel about this or that or this. Um, I mean, I guess you could walk away with some weird I- 
ideas about it. But I mean, I don't know. Sam, did you pick up on anything woke, woke-ish? Probably just, um, who the killer ended up being. But it's not like it's, it's not as woke. It's just a stereotype that's like in a lot of movies. Or at least that kind of idea that, oh, that's the killer. Oh, okay. That, that guy's the killer. Well, that makes sense. Cause it's gotta be that kind of guy, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's in, in, in it, it seemed pretty straightforward for the most part. Just a straightforward slasher flick. Well, well, that's it. You know, it, it doesn't reinvent the wheel, but then again, do you need it to? No, I, I, no, you don't, you don't, but at the same time, I, I don't know. I, I guess, like I said, I was expecting something like really harsh. I mean, I was, I was expecting I'd be gripping on the, the handles of the chair and just, I don't know. I was, I think I was, and that's happened, that's happened a few times lately. And I don't know mm. if it's just that we're just getting too desensitized to this mess. Like I would laugh. I would seriously laugh if I heard somebody actually vomited in the theater watching this movie. Oh yeah. No, no. Well, well maybe one. I mean, one, there's a scene. There's one, one scene. scene. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I don't, but. If you're a true horror fan, really, I don't know. You're just, I don't know. Like we yeah, haven't no. heard any stories yet of people vomiting in theater or running out yet. So I'm not not for this. There's there's no way. I mean, like let's put it this way: this isn't Terrifier two. No, this does not take itself that serious. I mean, no, not at all. I mean, you know, it's it's a fun, yeah. it's a fun popcorn slasher film, and. There's nothing wrong with that. No, no, no. In fact, you know, without even getting into spoilers, there is a few things we, we could, um, you know, just the fact that it's film or the fact that it takes place in Plymouth, Massachusetts. Mm. The, well, I don't know if we can, can we say, can, no, we can't. We really can't. I guess we can't. Um, there's, um, takes place in Plymouth. Um, there's, um, the uh okay, Lizzie, uh the girl that and she's in the trailer, and that's another thing. This trailer gave way too much away. Mm. Um, like they always do these days. But Lizzie, the one who gets uh her head plunged into the water and then oh, uh, yeah. yeah, that's in the trailer. I mean, so that's not a spoiler. But um she's actually related and I'll just I'll just say this. Uh she's related uh to the like fourteenth Uncle down the line to the original, um, first, um, Plymouth governor. Oh. Which name is important in the movie. We'll just say that. Ah. So, so actually, so she's actually related. Uh, and so I, I, you know, they, Roth really went far and hard to make this as, uh, you know, as true to Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving spirit. Mm-hmm. And aesthetically, too, the whole movie is just Thanksgiving. I mean. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, and without, I mean, without getting into spoilers, I don't know. Real quick, let's, because uh, it's not really spoilers because you see it in the stupid trailer. But um, <laughs> I'm just curious, Glad, did you think the opening Black Friday scene 
was a little bit too over the top or how did you take that? Um, I saw that and I was just, I was just thinking back on like, uh, you know, not so much recently, but I mean, I remember, I think about five or six years ago, seeing news reports and seeing people like throwing punches and everything in the Black Friday, like, you know, store thing. So that level of chaos wasn't unexpected for me. It was like, I, I, seen it kind of happen in real life. Um, at the same time, it, you know, how can I put it? Well, people are crazy. You know, just at, on, on, like in general. And then if you throw on big sales, you know, they just get crazier. So I kind of just, you know, I, it, it worked for me and it was something that, you know, and one thing I, I have to say, this this isn't really a spoiler. It's how like the movie kind of starts, you know. the The idea though of like them being pushed up against the window, trying to get in. Yeah. And you know, you know, we've seen like crush type events happen in reality. Like yeah. there was that there was that like rapper guy a bit back. Remember when a bunch of people got crushed at his show or whatever. Um, so that's a real thing. So it's it's kind of believable that way. Sam, what do you think? Well, a couple of things. One, if the toaster oven or whatever costs like <laughs> one or two dollars, you gotta go get it. You know, <laughs> uh, but. I, I guess it's similar to Glenn where it's like, you know, people are just getting more crazy nowadays where it's like that seems like that's something that could actually happen. Mm-hmm. But then again, I, if I were to compare it to the Krumpus opening, it's like it feels a little over the top because mm-hmm. they're fighting over each other, but like no one's dying. And, then, you know, this, right? <laughs> well, but, not that we know. Well, of course, of course. And not, <laughs> you know, watch something happen this week, right? Yeah. Um, but um, that was that was where um the funny stupid stuff started happening. Uh, are we uh, playing the spoilers now? Or no, not yet, not yet. <laughs> um, I don't know. It just I get what you're saying, Glenn. I, I but it it just I don't know. I felt I felt I kind of said to myself as that scene was progressively moving forward. I I don't know. I kind of a few times thought really. I, would this happen? And I, and I guess some of it was just sort of accidental because people just are not paying attention yeah. to what they're doing. And so things are happening. Um, but some of those things, uh, I thought just got, I don't know, we're, we're a little bit, um, it, you're right though. People too, people do act nutty. It's just, I guess, uh, and I know that. I mean, we've all heard the stories of, you know, Black Friday craziness and oh, yeah. stupidity run amok. And uh, um, I don't know. I just thought I would just bring that up real quick. I wasn't sure. I you know just sort of it, it does. I guess it does appropriately set the tone for the rest of the movie in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's definitely not a Krampus. I, I think that opening for Krampus is genuinely just masterly done. That is definitely great just beautifully done um i don't know uh before we head uh, headlong into spoilers here um 
Is there is there anything else like that that we maybe we can just comment on real quick without giving anything away, or you want to just? Well, let's just jump into the spoiler part because you right. know. Sorry, right. we're gonna we're gonna let's uh, let's just do this. Uh, everyone, we are about to dive headlong into this thing. Uh, spoiler: If you have seen it, great. Hang on, you know, stay with. If you haven't seen it yet, I think you got enough. Uh, I definitely see it. Go see it. Um, it is worth seeing in the theater for sure. Uh, you should, shouldn't be ignored regardless of what we say beyond this point. So, uh, three, two, one. It is spoilers, man. Uh, what did, okay. I, glad, glad. I, I got, I gotta go first off. How the hell do you kill somebody with a shopping cart? That's part of what I was talking about, man. I mean, that's so over the freaking top. It's... I mean, I mean, literally, like you know, the the heart. Like I've seen shopping carts go flying down streets and smack into cars, and all that it does is a little bit of damage, and like you know, like maybe a dent in the car. How could you open up somebody's head by running over them with a shopping cart? Well, her hair gets wrapped around the wheel and all that. Yeah. I just. <laughs> I think me. I don't know what you're talking about. The science adds up. So. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like I can see that happening. Maybe it's a little rare, but you know. <laughs> Honestly, you know what I you know what I wish it could, could have been a simple change. Um, I don't know if you guys do. You guys have Home Depot down there? Yeah. yeah. You know those trucks that they have at Home Depot that you put wood on? They're like like orange, and they're kind of like metal. And you like uh, you can load them up with wood and stuff. If it was if it was one of those, I could see one of those maybe killing somebody. But two people running essentially headlong with shopping carts, I <laughs> I don't buy. Like, yeah, sure, she was like an older woman or whatever, but you know, I don't think heads come apart that easily. Um. I, I, I did I did like the fact though that, that you know it pulled some of her scalp off. That um the one kill in that scene where the guy's like his neck gets slashed, but he still goes and tries to get the toaster. Off. That that was great. That was, and the funny thing is, it's it's so stupid, but at the same time, I could totally see it happening. I've 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 heard stories, you know, of people like being shot, and and on the way to the hospital, stopping and getting like some McDonald's or something. And they're bleeding from like a gunshot wound. I've heard of it happening, probably in Florida. Probably. Yeah, but you know, honestly, there's just there's some craziness in there. Honestly, like this, like I, I, how can I how can I put this? I don't buy the level of violence for the amount of stuff they were selling. Yeah, you know, it was a toaster oven. I I could understand it for TVs or you know like big electronics or anything, but it's like no, this was like literal toaster ovens. Well, maybe it was like ninety ninety five percent off, and they're all like, oh well, that's mean it's one two dollars, and I need a I need a toaster oven. Well, there you go. Maybe it's certainly possible. Um, yeah, that was one. I was like, like uh, in the theater, I was kind of like, okay. Um, like this woman died via yeah shopping cart. Let's, let's 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 go to uh, 
I guess we'll just jump all around, but Lizzie, the, the, this, the scene that we alluded to earlier. Um, okay. So her name, so she is related to John, John Carver was the uh, first Plymouth governor. Mm-hmm. So he is in real life. He's like 14th uncle down the line or something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. But um, I can't, I could not get my head. Okay. So here's where you do it right and here's where i don't know you just go off into loony land but he slams her her face into that water and then throws her into the freezer which it's just she's stuck to the door and that's just gnarly oh i love that she pulls herself off of that now you know i wish that scene would have played out more like devil's rejects Oh, with a girl with the with the face running out and just get slammed by the the truck. I mean oh. that that heightened sense of you know just yeah. Uh, but, you know, but she runs out there and of course he's already sitting in a car waiting. Which so much of this movie did not make sense in terms of how our killer gets from one point to another point. Mm-hmm. And just conveniently is, and maybe the trampoline scene is, is, <laughs> I, I mean, but, but the fact, how does she get cut in half? <laughs> I think she ramps a car, but how is she freaking cut in half? I mean, lids fall on people, don't do that. <laughs> well, I mean, she, alright, well, she was, was, not trying to be, you know, fat phobic or whatever, but she was fat. And when you're fat, for the most part, there's no real muscle there. So maybe it's like the lid falls like super fast and just, you know, just super easy peasy lemon squeezy, you know? So not to be outdone by that tragic moment, then half of her body ends up on top of the freaking store. I love that. I love that. He just sat it up there. I mean, how do you even get that? Uh, well, I guess once you know and realize who the killer is, he probably had access to places that normally normal people wouldn't. But still, that defies uh, – so much in this movie defies logic. The trampoline scene, I will say this. I really do think that trampoline scene was the gnarliest kill in the entire movie. Yeah. It Just because it, it felt painful. It was the only scene in the entire your movie that felt painful and i and i, I just, let me just say this i'm rubbing my feet together right now just thinking about it and i'm like Ugh. i thought that was a genius way of i get why you can't duplicate or you know you're dealing with look you know roth made it pretty clear that he was more than happy to just leave the whole aspect of nudity and all that stuff away and just deal with pushing the violences as far as he felt like he could push the violence and just be worried about that aspect of the movie, which was fine. That was fine with me. Um, I, you know, so I knew the trampoline scene was going to have to be constructed a little differently. I still don't understand how somebody can twist someone's head straight around. Um, and then, and then somehow magically appear underneath the trampoline without uh, without this girl knowing as she's jumping up and down that someone has just now flown underneath the trampoline and is about to stick, well, it seems like a pretty long blade, knife blade up. But the scene is effective because it is the only one in the whole movie that made me wince. 
and yeah. just go, oh, and then it wasn't enough. She went back up, came back down, and then it was and just again and again, <laughs> again, yeah. And that I thought that was the most effective kill in the entire movie that played out, you know, pretty pretty serious. But what about the grandpa and, kill? Grandpa. Yeah, grandpa. Poor grandpa didn't know there was that pole coming through. That's oh, true. On the car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then those kids who were in it. Oh, come on. Come on. And you have a lot of Final Destination type kills in this, huh? Yeah. Yeah. That kind of made it. Uh, and I don't know. Um. Okay, so we got. Let's see. We've got. Um, Just before we go on, I I have a thought about that. Um. The trampoline kill. Yeah. Uh, and I, I was just kind of thinking about this. Uh, what if there's two killers? That's what I was thinking when the movie was done. But, well, it's because mostly um, something you see later on in the movie that's like, hey, that looks like there's someone that's doing something specific. It looks like there's a second person. Um, well, that would, be the, that would be the one major nod to Scream where I thought most of the movie leaned towards, I know what you did last summer. Yeah. Yeah, my thought was just, you know, like, um, well, we're in the spoiler territory, so it's hardly a thing. Um, I kind of thought that, um, the, the woman who died at the beginning, I thought her husband was one of the killers. And I thought that be- simply for, from one scene, and that's the one where, you know, he went out, like, into the middle of the, the parade or whatever and made like a essentially a fool of himself and he gets like arrested. The cops take him off and that allows our killer to chop off a turkey's head. You talking about the, the store manager who's husband yeah. to Amanda, the, the, the guy that's working at the store. Who's yeah. The, whose yeah. wife is the one who got the scalp ripped off. Yeah. Yeah. Who, no. who is the main motivation. I thought, you know, that it was him and our eventual, you know, I didn't know who our main killer was going to be, but I thought for sure the husband was going to be one of them because I thought there were two. We'll get there. We'll we'll definitely get get there. Um, Yeah. Okay. Um, So that's 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 interesting. Um, How many movies did we uh, pick up on? Like, okay, so. It really finds its footing in the '90s more than the '80s, but there is uh, there is a direct nod to a few, like uh, My Bloody Valentine, with the whole kid who leaves for a year and comes back. Oh yeah, that the Bobby character, you know, and, and although it could have been played off as a red herring and really wasn't, um, or it wasn't effectively written like that, I don't think, because I never really thought of him as a red herring, but. Um, You've got uh, kind of a tipping of the hat to my uh, happy birthday to me, maybe. Yeah. Um, and um, could have been a huge tipping of the hat to uh, the infamous dinner scene in Texas, but that just never really played itself out. Yeah. That, not at least only. I mean, I actually thought that the throwing up was a little was kind of a was pretty <laughs> effective, but it mm-hmm. was. It just, I just, I don't know. It just, it just, see, and that was my problem. Is like every time you wandered into a new scene, I thought, oh man, here we go. Yeah. And I was sort of let down. I was like, 
gosh darn it, I'm just, am I the only psychopath in this room who wants to see this <laughs> go the distance? Like, I'm thinking, Texas Chainsaw, we're about to just go, you know, into full stage delirium at this table, and it just never... It never went know, far that, enough. No, it, and, it, and maybe maybe it's not that it went far enough, but it never, it's like the whole, it's like the cat scene. Yeah. <laughs> How freaking nutty was that? Like, where is he? And then the cat looks off in the wrong direction. <laughs> but then again, it's like, oh, yeah, the killer is kind of crouching down, hiding right in front of you, and you don't see him. And boom, right in, you know. Yeah. I told you, you know, one thing I love, though. I love the fact that, you know, he just killed that guy. He's on his way out. But then he realizes the cat wants food, so he gives it some food and strokes the cat and then leaves. I just yeah. thought that was... I'll tell you what would have been gnarly, though. Mm. Dude, this would have been gnarly. You remember when we talked about in the Evil Dead remake how we talked about how what they did not show with her and the dog? Yeah. Okay. So like imagine this. Imagine this. So this killer man, this killer's freaking ruthless, right? So he just does this guy in. Cat's sitting there meowing, like, dude, I did nothing, man. Feed me. And the killer just walks out. <laughs> the door, right? So when the police show up in the morning, what do they find? That cat has freaking gnawed off half his face. Oh, I would, I would love that. That could have been a brutal. That. It really, and it would have made a lot of people would have looked at it like, oh yeah, seriously, really? Oh, and cats do that, man. Oh, they do, they do. Yeah, they don't yeah. care, man. They don't care. They, they don't have food, and you're dead. You're, you're, you're food. <laughs> It's just, it's just aesthetically, that could have looked really like. I mean, that almost could have been a tipping of the head to a cat in the brain. Uh, yeah. Um, it, you know, it could also work. Same basic idea. You know, cats wanting food. He cuts off like the guy's finger or whatever, and like puts it in the dish for him. What a sweet guy! And just like, okay, here you go. And that might have almost been. I and, like, put, put some pieces of the guy in there. It, that would have been more of a tipping of the head to the eighties than than the nineties. Definitely, yeah. You would, I can't I can't think of a scene, but I mean, you would have seen something like that in the eighties. I mean, oh, easily, easily. You know, but um, I did, okay. So, uh, so you got Bobby leaves for a year because his career is ruined, um, because his hand gets his wrist gets busted in the Black Friday. Um, and that that was a great scene. I mean, I I, I saw that and I was just kind of like, oh, I just kind of loved that scene. I really did. You got the whole conversation. Uh, you got the whole a year later where she got the whole conversation about do we do we have the sale? Do we not have the sale? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Did you? I mean, did you? I mean, who who did you struggle? I mean, did you struggle with any red herrings at all? There were. I thought it was, I, I thought it was the the Bobby character. You know, I thought for a while it was the other boyfriend. You know, the her new boyfriend. I can't remember his name. Yeah, Ryan. Ryan. Yeah, I thought for sure the 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 husband was going to be one. You know, I thought I thought the store owner was going to be the killer. See, see, honestly, you know, I would 
That would have made sense. That would have been hilarious. It would have, honestly. It, it could have worked, like, like you know, like if his business has gone down the drain because of it, because we know people are out protesting and everything, and he's just gone completely... Oh, that would have... Dropper. Yeah, that would have almost been tipping your hat to Intruder, right? Yeah, def- definitely. And that would have worked, I mean, because, I mean, honestly, anything that makes you think of Intruder is a good thing. Um, yeah, I didn't... I didn't call who the killer was going to be until the just before it was revealed. I I don't recall thinking to myself who the killer was, but I definitely was not surprised. No, once it happened, I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. And, and, and you know. And I'm sorry, but that whole reasoning on motivation doesn't drive drive with me at all. Um, it just th- this movie could have been. I mean, it, it, they could have worked out the reveal. I'll tell you. I'll tell you how he. I'll tell you how that killer works out way better as mm-hmm. as, as, a, as a killer. It, you have okay, so you've got Black Friday, right? Mm-hmm. You got these people get just mauled to death, man. Like as somebody screams shark at a beach, and just people just get mauled. Mm-hmm. And you got a lot of, excuse me, pissed off people mm-hmm. who have a really hard time getting over this. I mean, they are traumatized. They've lost someone they've loved. So many, you, just three people, just three people. That's all you need. Yeah. Okay. And they, and, and the, the fact that they didn't even really have any sort of precaution against these nutty people from happening. Mm-hmm. The, and the fact of who, and I know we're taking our time getting there, but the fact that the, who the killer ends up being mm-hmm. has enough motivation built in, t- twisted albeit, but twisted motivation against the da- all just the, all the damage yeah. that was that was done, and and you could have played off, you could have picked two or three people and really played off of them. Well, because of their loss and their anguish and giving them every reason in the world to be, you know, hell bent on exacting some sort of, you know, beautiful 80s type revenge, you know, yeah, m- murder. And and then you get to the end thinking for sure, oh, it's got to be this guy. You know, it's got to be this guy. It's got to be this this person. And and then you finally get to the no. It's the one that's supposed to be upholding the law, mm-hmm. but because of the the you know just because of you know their willingness to move forward and still attempt uh, to do this because I mean really I, I I mean he just seems a little discredited. I mean he's having an affair. Yeah. He's a police officer, and he's having an affair with a, 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 another guy's wife, and she's going to have his baby. <laughs> Seriously? I can't mm-hmm. believe this guy. He's a cheater. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. All right, so if you're going to have a killer that's, like, killing people because they did, like, you know, not, like, sins, but, like, you know, something to that effect of, like, hey, I'm killing you people because you people did terrible things, and then, like, you did terrible things too it's like i don't know that's where it's like it's so like you know all right so 
you have horror movies where like the killer got screwed up when they were younger because they saw something they probably weren't supposed to see. So like Silent Night, Deadly Night, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like you know, okay, you know, he's there's that. But then you have this, and it's like I don't know, man. It's like you're supposed to be like screwed up for some reason. It's like you're doing some bad stuff, and I get it. You know, the person you love dies, and it's like oh, I gotta go kill some people now. But I don't know. He's like he did some bad stuff too. Technically speaking, yeah, felt weird a little bit. I I, st- I still think you know if you'd done something where it was like him and the husband working together, that would have made more sense than him just you know like I was banging this guy's wife and now she's dead and I'm pissed off. Because yeah. I mean they're not I mean. Dude, the husband has more to be angry yeah. about. I mean, obviously, we don't know anything about that relationship. We don't know anything about the husband and the wife's relationship. No, except, you know, apparently she brings him dinner at work, so she can't yeah, be I mean, all that bad. No, I mean, as far as we know, it's everything is, is fine, but uh, unbeknownst to him, apparently, she's, you know, uh, of course, I guess that's a nod to scream, you know, and some of that. Yeah stuff going on i just i that's i just kind of like i don't know it when that all kind of hit it, it just sort of it, it just sort of lost i it, i kind of got deflated a little bit in a way i'm like okay and, and what i wish they'd done i wish they'd played up earlier in the movie that this guy was a bit not right you know i mean they play him off through the entire movie as just this good, you know, sheriff that's just trying to do everything that's right and everything. They, I mean, hell, they they bring in a character. They bring in, like, a deputy that's, like, more suspicious. You know what it worked? You know what it worked? You know what it would have worked, Glenn? What? You would have had a scene. If you would have... No, actually, you did. You were at the house. Mm-hmm. And, and they're talking about... In, in fact, Mitch, the husband... Is you know he's not happy. He's got a he's getting called in into work Black Friday when he wasn't going to you know have to go in. Mm-hmm. And you you could have had a scene right there between the 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 sheriff mm-hmm. and the store store owner. Mm-hmm. And it could have been it could have been subtly done, man. It could just been something as simple as you know. It probably doesn't sound like the greatest idea in the world. It's not too late to back out. And the guy's like, uh, yeah, it is too late to back out. And yeah, I'm not, no, we know, we'll, we'll, everything will be fine. Everything will be fine. And then you just drop it and you leave it. Yeah. And then you have your aftershock. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. And then you get the, the, the carnage of what happens. And now you've got a couple people that, uh, that are, could be brilliantly written in as as uh, possible red herrings because of their loss, and then you yeah like uh, you got that kid who just leaves for a year and now suddenly mysteriously shows up. But mm-hmm. wasn't it the sheriff and uh, the prowler? Wasn't that who ended up being the killer? Uh, I think so. It's been yeah. a long time since I watched it. Fri- he goes off on a fishing trip. Or yeah. Or, or was that when I think about money? No, that was the problem, I'm pretty sure. He he leaves away. Yeah, because he puts his deputy in charge. Yeah. But he's he's still he's still pissed about the Dear John letter. 
And you know what I missed about, you know what I wish we'd got with this movie? I wish we got, like, I was in the beginning opening moments of The Prowler. You got all that weird sort of World War II montage, 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 whatever. Um, you know, just sort of, you know, that would have been pretty cool if you would have got something similar, um, for Plymouth, Massachusetts and it's, it is illustrious history of being the founding, um, colony or, you know. Yeah. And just all that history. I, I mean, I don't know how you do it. It's easier with World War II because you got to all the old real news reels and stuff. Yeah, you'd have to like go with like I don't know woodcut prints and stuff like coming up and like you've done showing. Some, even yeah. if it was part of the title sequence, you could have done something really kind of ingenious just to kind of lay this foundation for you know. Well, there was this. Um... So on Instagram, when, like, there's a horror movie or whatever coming out, there's, like, these small little, like, 30-second teasers or whatever. Mm. And there's this one I saw for Thanksgiving where, like, it was talking about John Carver. And it was talking about some of, like, the old history stuff. And so you're saying that, like, you know, that stuff, whatever. They could have just used the teaser, maybe expanded it a little bit. Because that's, like, it was, like, I forget exactly, but they were, like, here, yeah, John Carver, and he did some stuff, or like some bad stuff happened, and like you know, when he got when he got off, then everything was all right. So it's like, oh, it was John Carver some like serial killer kind of thing or whatever? But like that wasn't in the movie, so it's weird that that was a teaser. Yeah, <laughs> maybe they were gonna have that approach, but then it was like, ah, oh, nah, it would be weird. Uh, is there anything? Uh, is there anything in that um, Grindhouse trailer that did not make it into the film that you wish would have? I can't really think of anything. I mean, you did have that opening scene of the trailer that was a uh, um, uh, homage to um, Halloween Two, mm. when he kind of comes to the killers, kind of come into the house and. The old lady sort of turns around and she's just like, kind of like, <laughs> and then, you know, kind of progressively moves in. I don't know. I just, I did, I liked how the movie looked, like, especially in the third act, I think, or in that parade scene. I thought the parade oh, yeah. scene was pretty cool and um, loved it when, I, you know what, actually what I really liked was, because uh, it reminded me of Halloween 5, I loved it when he puts on a different mask. Oh yeah, the the clown mask. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what? I you know what scene I really loved, and it was it was so simple. But just after he's put his mask on top of the oven, yeah. And then when he takes it off and it's melted, but he puts it back on. I wish he'd kept that mask for the rest of the movie instead of going to his pile of masks. I I, I did think that was kind of funny though. That he had a literal pile of masks, and he just take a new one, put it on. There we go. <laughs> But that, that melted one, though, that had, you know, kind of like a creepy little look to it, you know? And I dug that. <laughs> it did foreshadow the end, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, it did. The, ha- the mask was half burned. Maybe he comes back and his face is like Two-Face. Hey, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And this yeah. is it. This isn't really a criticism of of this movie per se, but I'm 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 over I'm over the whole use of foreshadowings. I'm done. What? No. 
The whole freaking okay. So really, we got to see her put a Q-tip in her ear <laughs> before. I mean, I mean, I, I did. I tell you what was effective about that scene though was the loss of hearing. Mm. When you saw her ear, it, it was kind of like had that you know in war sometimes. And you get your main character in a situation where, you know, a loud explosion goes off and then the, the ears buzzing. Yep. I did like that. I thought that that really made that scene maybe even second to the trampoline scene and being effective because of just the, how they incorporated that. Mm. Um, it made it real. But I mean, I don't know. I'm just done with foreshadowings. I, 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 I mean, it's not enough that we have to have. Actually, that's a good question. What was, you know, because we loved, you know, movies always have to have, you know, a metaphor for something. Was, was, what was the metaphor going on for this, for this movie? Don't run over people with shopping carts. I learned my lesson. No good can come from it. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's probably not a wise thing to do. You probably well, don't want to do that. Store, so I got to be more careful about it. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. Someone could just trip in front of you and just, oh, crap, they're dead. Oh, who would have known? Yeah. <laughs> hey, you learn something new whenever you watch a horror movie, right? You do. Very true. Very right. true. I saw, saw a review. I don't know. I think it was from Variety. Mm-hmm. Where the person, the person was uh, just extolling the idea that a it was an anti-capitalist film, and one also that was anti-Thanksgiving. Uh, whoa. <laughs> whoa. Well, like, I get the anti-capitalist because I, they want to shut the the, the store down, kind of thing. But like, but like the, the Thanksgiving dinner at the end. Oh, come on! Did you remember yeah. before? Yeah, she was thankful for cell phone service. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we gotta be thankful of some stuff, and like you know, that's like the whole point of Thanksgiving. You know, we gotta be thankful of you know the things we have, right? And so for her, it was uh, cell phone service. Um. But for the killer but, uh, was an oven that cooked in about fifteen seconds. Yeah. Pop. Pop. Oh oh, I just thought of something. You know what would have made that scene perfect? If that had been like one of the the ovens that they were giving away that day. Uh-huh. Or if if the killer when he opened up the oven, if he put an apple in their mouth. Uh, I, honestly I ex- I expected Apples and stuffing and everything to be going different places. And, you know, I was expecting, so you know, so much worse than what we got. Let's just say that. I'll tell you would have been, yeah, I'll tell you would have really been <laughs> grueling if that oven would have been bigger. Yeah. And he would have, and he would have fixed her up as the, as a turkey before he put her in. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's like a million things he could have done that would have just been like probably too much. I mean, people would have just been like, yeah, I'm not doing this. <laughs> <laughs> but well, I mean, isn't that what you kind of expect with Eli Roth maybe? I mean it, – well, well, here's the thing. If Eli Roth won't do it, uh, just wait for the dude from Terrifier. He'll do it. He'll do it in his movie. So, you know, we'll be fine. <laughs> oh, man. It was pretty – it was pretty, I don't know, it was pretty, um, I don't know, it was It was an interesting moment at the table at the end. Oh, yeah. I just love that, that he was willing to, like, actually cut off a piece of meat. That was pretty gnarly. 
And and the thing is, I really, I hope that he made one of them eat it. It sounds really twisted to say, but I really hope he made one of them eat it. And maybe in in like a sequel or whatever, they've gone crazy because they were forced to eat their mother. Uh, I tell you, no, I tell you what he could have done. You ready for this? Yeah, let's get it. You could have tipped his hat to the 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 uh, final moments in Hannibal. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be great. Yeah, people would have walked out. Oh, of course they would. You know, if, but you know, if he would have literally just fed the mom to well stepmom to all the people around the table. Because they were drugged, they were drugged up, not realizing. Oh, that would be awesome. And then, and then, and then they're left there to wake up and realize what's happened. Cannibal, yeah. cannibal, you're a cannibal. <laughs> but it, yeah, I don't know. That that, that, that that could that would work. Honestly, it really would. Yeah, like the next day they they wake up and they're like, like oh, that was like a, a good meal, you know, and there's like. Well, why do I have some hair in my teeth? You know that's and, and then they look at the the the, the dinner table and they're like, oh. So where was that? Whatever where I was that just... guy? Where was his lair, anyways? And uh, that um that little house that was going to be the commercial. Yeah. The oh, yeah. I completely forgot about that. Foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> that was so freaking. Upset that I was having something foreshadowed, I blocked out of my mind. Hey, that's, I wanted to go back. <laughs> how did he get? Wait a minute. How did he get out in front of her when she got over the fence, and then she wandered into, and he's already there? I'm still saying two killers. Oh. Um, back to, I, yes. back to. All right, so you hate foreshadowing for some reason. I just wanted to point something out. A nice thing about foreshadowing is that maybe it's something small or like something briefly mentioned and then you just completely forget about it until the last seconds of the movie. So for example, um I think it was Black Mountainside. I think that was what it's called. It was like uh it was like the thing except instead of it being an alien instead of Antarctica, it was in like Canada and it was like some ancient like not ancient but like some like Native American stuff they dig up. Mm-hmm. And some weird stuff starts happening, and it's like the thing, or at least the second half of it, anyways. Yeah. In the beginning of the movie, when like you're going around and, and you know touring the camp, the main new guy is like told like, "Hey, you gotta be careful. If you go off track, there's like these bear traps." And it's, like you just completely forget about it until the very end of the movie, like literally the last minute of the movie. It's like, oh my god, no! You completely forget about it. So. If it's something small that's foreshadowed and then you remember it, that's when it's like, oh, no, or oh, yeah. So, mm-hmm. and, you know, in this, it's like, oh, okay, I get it. There's that foreshadowing. Like, oh, whenever I used a musket, when I used a musket when I was younger and it, like, blew up on my face, like, oh, okay, she's going to use the musket at the end of the movie or, yeah. you know, X, Y, Z. But that place, that was in the end of the movie, basically, and you forgot about it. So it got you there, huh? You got you got maybe we need uh foreshadowing that doesn't beat you over the head with it. Yeah. Or that comes 5 seconds before the scene unfolds. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, I mean, like okay, so like 
I'll tell you what's subtle in the movie is when he puts his mask up on top of the oven and mm-hmm. it, it gets burned. I mean, that foreshadows his ultimate, ultimately his fate at the end. And, but you're not, I mean, I don't think you're sitting there thinking, going, oh, okay, this is how he's going to die. Um, but, you know, because, well, part of what really doesn't, part of what makes that, the Q-tips seem stupid is you saw it in the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, and I don't know. Um, what the I, heck did he bust that head, that, that kid's head wide open? <laughs> Honestly, I, I loved that scene because it was so, like, unnecessarily brutal. You're gonna break the internet. <laughs> that was good. That was really good. Yeah, I tell you one thing that I, I thought was a missed opportunity. Um, the girl who got the thing with the ears, I can't remember her name, but, um, her father, I really wanted him to be like some kind of like German gangster or something. You know, I, I wanted like, you know, him, him to be something more than just, you know, Random German guy. He was kind of weird. You know, yeah, like, I wish they'd played it off more. Like, you know, like, like maybe there's something more going on there. It turns out, though, he's just like a, you know, a nice guy. We're going to Florida, pack now. Yeah. And then it's like, we're going to Florida. Here, eat this food. And he gives it to the cop, you know? And it's like, dude... <laughs> Oh, no. Well, I mean, in theory, though, he and that cop might still be alive. Yeah. Because that was a tranquilizer gun that he used. I liked um, I liked it when um, Jessica, the girl there, um, is in that one room, and she's sort of um, kind of um, collaged her herself with all the mannequin heads. Oh, that was great. That was that that was pretty cool. That was pretty original. I don't know if I'd remember seeing something like that. What I was hoping for in that scene was something that I've only ever seen done once in a movie, and that was done in the original Terrifier. I wanted to see her like being stalked or whatever, and essentially to like grab something and like throw it and make a noise on the other side of the room so that she could get out. I've only ever seen it done in in the first Terrifier movie, and it's it's such a simple idea, but it's just, you know, it's like, you would think more more characters would do that, and I mean, that would have been the perfect scene, he's he's there, you know, like, she's like, hidden behind those heads, she'd got something and just chucked it to the other side of the room, and he'd gone over to look at that, and that would have allowed her to get out. You know, when she is able to get out of the school, mm. isn't she, isn't she in a patrol car? Yeah. Isn't, is, is he there? I can't remember. I think he is. Yeah. I think he was outside while everything was going on. So again, two killers. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. And, and I mean, it, it makes you think though, again, like, like I said, when, uh, the guy, 
in the turkey costume gets his head chopped off. That happens just after, you know, the husband guy has gone and made a scene and got dragged off by the cops. So, you know, maybe that was the plan. You come out, you make this scene, these other cops will take you away, I can take I, I can take out this guy. I don't know. So uh, the point when I was like, "Hey, I think there's a second killer," is when uh, is when he's at um the blonde girl's house. The killer's at the blonde girl's house, and when our two main guys are the two main characters are there, and they kind of go a ring around the rosy mm-hmm. uh, table or whatever. Um, and he's the killer's holding the phone, showing them um their other friends, and it looked like that camera was looking at the girl and then the guy. That was yeah. Well, it was like, oh, it looks like someone's holding that camera. Hmm. So. I don't know. I think you know if if we get a sequel, I think uh, we're probably going to get some answers. And uh, I hope we do. I hope we get five, six more movies. Oh yeah. One well, one thing I found about this, this movie, which was kind of interesting, is um, I've heard some reviews refer to the, you know the characters as cannon, cannon fodder, and in a way they are. But even though they're cannon fodder, they're still likable characters. I yeah. mean, you know, like, they never seem, like, they you could easily play off their characters as real jerks for, like, what happens at the beginning. But it's never played off that way. It's played off like, you know, like, this is something that happened that went very, very wrong. But it's never played off like, you know, they're jerks about it or anything. And I, I just got to say that I just loved the, the, the one scene where the guy's going, they're going to play football. And he's like, the game's canceled. And he's like, I'm going to play football. And he's like, you can't play football on your own. Like, watch me. <laughs> like, he's going to go out and play football just <laughs> on his own. You know, with no other team, I I loved it. It was just so. What's the word I'm looking for? So, it's something that like you could imagine, like a teenager doing. You know, like I'm like I'm not missing my shot at this. You're gonna I'm gonna go play anyways. And there's just I don't know, like a bit of a charm to it. Um. Yeah, I you know they were they were they were. I don't know if they were as I don't know if they were as likable as um. I know what you did last summer. Mm, Yeah, I I wouldn't go that far, but you know, but they they were more likable than like you know some of the new Scream movies. The characters in there that was that was actually. One of the common threads between the the latest screen movie and this one was they was the end reveal. Both of them left me deflated. Yeah, I mean, because there's a lot of you know being in New York City. I mean, there's a lot of things to like about that that screen movie. Yeah, what it did, um, but it did. Yeah, it really did feel like it was firmly entrenched. And I, I the I know what you did last summer more than scream, but. If there's two killers, then yeah, that's that's the big nod to scream. Yeah. Um, 
but and with some really subtle nods to the eighties and some of the movies that we Oh yeah. Essentially what I think if they do a sequel, they need to go full eighties. They need to go eighties gore levels. They need to go eighties like complete you know, sleaziness and everything. It we need the maniac version of Thanksgiving. Okay, so 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 here's a question. At the very end, when uh, you're in the aftermath scene, um, and the uh, firefighters are walking out, mm-hmm. you notice how the camera sort of fixates on that one. Yeah, it's almost like it, the camera is trying to tell you uh, the killer is underneath that, like like Hannibal Lecter putting the face mask or the face on him to get out of. Yeah, uh, you know. That, that it just seemed like the camera. That's what the camera was telling you was like, "There's your killer. He's walking out in a fire." Oh yeah. Well, I mean, hell, that's that's right out of uh, the ending of um, Silent Night, the Silent Night Deadly Night remake. Oh really? Like right, right at the end. Yeah, like you know the guy. Like, uh, like, I didn't. Yeah, you know the fire people are walking out, yeah, and then no, like I don't think I've seen that. Oh, you you have to see that movie. Malcolm McDowell is uh is the sheriff, right? Malcolm McDowell is in that, and he is. Let's put it this way: if um, Rob Zombie's Loomis was a cop, that's exactly what he would be. Because he's huh. there, and and he's like he's like he's literally talking to him. He's like the streets are a dangerous place, but these are my streets and everything. You know, and he's like. Going on these weird little tangents about like you know like being like a real hard ass and everything, but it just doesn't work. He's like, he's gonna regret he came to my town. Is this like the pre-book Loomis or the post-book Loomis? Because I feel like there is a difference between the post-book Loomis. Oh no! Yeah, uh, you know he except more funny. You know, you know this is a Canadian film. Yeah, I I believe that. I believe that. Because it does have. I mean, there are times when you're looking at the 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 square, the town square of Plymouth. It does mm-hmm. it does feel like my bloody Valentine. Definitely, I only, definitely got a my bloody Valentine just, feel. I just and I guess I guess I don't know. I guess you got to do it today for the audiences today. But how different of the of a movie this would have been if they would have went with a adults as your main character and not kids i would i honestly i think i would have liked that i mean that's one thing i always found with um what was it uh the fog all the characters in the fog were like adults you know yeah even even jamie lee curtis was like in her like like late 20s at that point i mean my uh, my bloody valentine they're i mean yeah yeah, they're yeah. all adults in that. And, and, and that, the good the good thing about that is anything you do to people, you know, no one can complain about it because everyone's a legal adult. That's right. I wonder if you could get away with that today, or if we're just so stuck in the whole "got to be kids, got to be kids." Oh. Well, if you go independent, you could probably do what you want to do, like oh, uh, Charlie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, independent could pull it off for sure. Um, well, half those movies in the 80s were independent films, weren't they? <laughs> I think they were, but they were like independent, like independently funded, but 
on the understanding that they'd be like picked up by Paramount or something, you know? So, you know, but yeah, it, it's a sort of thing. That's one thing I always liked about, uh, the Slayer, you know, in the, there's no one in the Slayer under 30. That's the Island map, right? Yeah. Um, the Island, the Island movie. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, and, uh, that's kind of cool. I mean, there, there is the whole trope of, you know, like kids in jeopardy, you know, but I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but like adults in jeopardy is a bit scarier because these are people who, you know, they've, they, they're, they're not stupid. They've lived their lives there. You know, if someone's taking them out, you know, this isn't like you're, bunch of like you know quote unquote like dumb dumb high school kids or whatever you know it, it's like people who've you know lived a bit you know yeah i don't know you know it's yeah. one of those uh one of those things right <laughs> well here's a few uh few things you might be interested in and i was probably spent a little too much time looking at this today but um the uh the guy who plays john carver under the mask Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Adam McDonald, uh, just, uh, INDB credits, credits him as the Carver. Um, he was actually, he's a film director. Really? He directed, uh, Backcountry and, uh, Piwacket. He did Piwacket? Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. That's the Carver, man. Uh, oh, and he, he's, awesome. he's got a movie in production right now called, um, uh, what is this? Um, out, out come the wolves. Oh, cool. And, uh, a hunting trip goes bad and wolves are, are part of the mix. Oh, nice. It's um, like a, so it's one of, with the edge. Huh? Yeah. It's like, uh, is it, that's what it's called, the gray with the, the gray. Yeah. yeah. Mixed with, uh, the edge with Anthony Hopkins. That, that, I like both those movies, so that's a definite, uh, like yes for me, but honestly, you you got me at the Pie Wacket thing because Pie Wacket is phenomenal. And so, so I'm just gonna say, if anyone hasn't seen Pie Wacket, you know, get on that. It's the movie that uh, Slender Man should have been. What's uh What's that about? Like he's just a Slender Man, but like you know. Yeah, essentially, it's this this girl and uh, her mother like takes her out like to this place out in the woods, like moves away. And this girl's, like, really kind of pissed about it. So she does this, like, ritual in the woods and summons something. And it, it it just, it works. Essentially, everything, when you think of the Slender Man movie, everything that it did wrong, this does right. And it, it's genuinely scary. It's genuinely, like, interesting. And, uh, it's got, a quite an ending. I'll say that. So it's kind of like, uh. It's like folk horror. Mixed with like, you know, like witchcraft type stuff. Pie Wacket? Yeah. So it's like, uh, that, I forget what it was called. The Crypt TV did it, where it's like the family goes out in the woods. And, uh, there ends up being this like thing that's out there. And it takes them out one by one. And like, it looks like Slenderman. I feel it, it. It's kind of similar to that, except in this, you know, this is something 
this girl has called forward in like a moment of rage, and now you know she can't stop it. A pumpkin head. Pretty much, it's kind of yeah, it has that that kind of feel. So honestly, if anyone hasn't seen Piewacket, get on that. Um, I don't know if it's streaming anywhere, but um, it's such a good movie. Um, let's put it this way. Uh, it's such a good movie that, um, if you see it, more than likely you will want the DVD, which is only available from Britain, and you'll probably buy it from Britain. So, the cinematographer and the editor, no, I'm sorry, the cinematographer and the writer both, um, were part of the short in 07 Thanksgiving. Oh, nice. Fake trailer. The editor, though, uh, edited, um, well, I just wrote down one movie, The Nun. He edited The Nun. Oh. Um, so you got, um, yeah, so that's just a few little interesting. You, you, you can't go wrong with, with any of that, really. You know, I like see, I like hearing movies that have like horror credentials behind them, you know? Yeah, and I saw the pre-order is already up for the Blu-ray. Oh, nice. So, it, I so mean, I, that that tells us everything we need to know about it having already made enough money. They're, oh, yeah. already, they're already moving. They're, the, the Blu-ray is, you know, the pre-order's in. Uh, you know, the talk about, well, this was pre-recording, I think. So, um, uh, you know, Eli has already commented uh, that uh, they do have some ideas um, to push this thing forward in a sequel. Um, of course, you know what everything is about money. So, um, as long as it makes enough, um, we should get a Thanksgiving. We should get a second one. Um, I, I just, hope so. I hope. I, I just, you know, and I think you know, in the last hour or so, we, you know, I don't, I don't think we've been overly critical. I don't think we've just like poked holes at it for the fun of it. But um, this really was an enjoyable time at the movie theater i mean this this um um i it's you know it's weird that sam and i actually had we actually talked more on the way home from evil dead rise Mm -hmm. than we we did from this one i think uh i mean we were you know we were talking, but I think I was spending most of the time just rehashing scenes in my head going, God, I wish they would have done this. I wish they would have done that. Where, you know, you know, I haven't seen Evil Dead Rise. I mean, God, that, that just, so, there were so many moments in that movie that just seemed to just get crazy. I mean, really crazy. Yeah. And it was so enjoyable. I mean, it was just so enjoyable but this was too i mean i mean i I feel like i'm really talking down on it but i mean i I think it's quite um a minor miracle that eli pulled it off in terms of just getting a thanksgiving slasher film done and in the theaters and big studio behind it and yeah definitely can't ask for much more than that than what he's than what he's done no Um, not at all. I mean, uh, like nothing's ever perfect in life. I mean, but yeah, not everything can be Halloween. No, <laughs> but you know, it's weird. I heard somebody made, made this point that there's more Thanksgiving. There's more Thanksgiving atmosphere in terms of the holiday 
atmosphere in Thanksgiving than there is in the original Halloween for Halloween. I, I, I believe that, yeah. I can see that. Oh, that was interesting little observation. Um, so I don't know. So anyways, real quick here. I know we're kind of stretching things out a little bit. Best, best kill, Glenn. Oh, best kill. Honestly, um, the fat woman. I'm <laughs> that good. I, man. Yeah. I, I, I loved it just because, well, one, you know, the, the freezer burn thing to the face and two, what he decided to do with the bottom half of her body and just stuck it up on the, on that sign. I, it was, it was so, that was such a throwback to the eighties where, you know, like not only do they kill somebody, they do something, you know, unique with the body parts. You know what that reminds me of, Glenn? What? It's, it's the scene you only got talked. You only got talked of, but you didn't see it. And that was the, um, principal hanging from the football uh, goalpost. Oh, and scream. scream. Yeah. 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 All the jocks took off because they wanted to, they wanted to see it, but we, we never actually got to see that. Yeah. The greatest uh, line ever. Well, let's get over there before they cut him down. Go, Jigs. Go see you, man. <laughs> All right, Sam. Best kill. It is tied. There's two. Um, the grandpa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, that. That's horrible. That's final destination moment. And uh, and uh, Blondie with the sea, with the saw. Oh, we totally forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, that was gnarly. Or as I call it, the Johnny Cash scene. And he he sort of did that as a matter of I need to get out of here, so just yeah, push around. There you go. <laughs> that was pretty. Now that scene could have been really played out more intense. I mean, like, oh, yeah, you had the buzzsaw scene and absurd. Even the scene in uh, even the buzz are not the buzzsaw, but the uh, the the, the, the saw uh, in a city intruder. intruder. Oh, okay. oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, that that seemed really, but but I but it was it was enough. Yeah, that was enough. I, had to, I can't believe we totally forgot about that one. <laughs> yeah, that that was a good scene, definitely. And, uh-huh. and we and the trampoline, of course. Well, I was gonna say, I think that's mine. I think that's. Uh, I think Lizzie could have been mine. I I just didn't. I don't know. I. I I think if it would have ended more brutal, brutally in the freezer, it could have been, uh, I'll tell you what would made that scene insane, man. Yeah. What? If, uh, you know, if we weren't like all ready to closing time and I, I'm not, I'm sorry why the sink even has water in it, but, um, you know, but if it would have, if they, if she would have just been getting ready to close up mm. and that, and the, the grease, would have still been hot. And they, oh yeah! And he would have just slammed her head into the grease and then slammed her against the uh, freezer door inside and just locked oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what they opened up in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> that that that. But no, it's the trampoline scene. That 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 just hurt watching. Yeah. And I mean, you have to applaud the actress. I mean. How you can, you know, take off your underwear while you're bouncing on a trampoline, I don't know, but she managed to do it. <laughs> but all we got out of that was uh, the butt shot. Yep. 
That's it. But I mean, uh, yeah, I, totally. I, I bet it would have gone further if, uh, if if he could if he felt he could have got away with it. There's no way he was going to get away with it. No, not not nowadays. I think Eli was happy enough just to push the violence and do creative things with the violence. I think he was happy with that. I think so. Because Eli said so. You know, it's funny. I saw him. In, I don't know. It was an interview or something. He he actually made the comment that look, the the MPA is our friend because I'd rather have them than the government telling me how to make a movie. Well, yeah. That's that was an interesting, you know, and that kind of goes back to Deborah Hill Halloween. You know, Deborah Hill used to say, you know, one ought to want to self censor themselves, so no one else is censoring you for you. Mm, yeah. So I guess it's just a level of you know how we look at things, perspective, and um, and, and and if you don't want to be censored, then you you go uh, independent. Terrifier and you go independent. Yeah. You just make, you just make your movie and you, you know, but and the thing missing today though, man, is, I mean, is the uh, whole drive in circuit. I mean, it's just not the way it used to be. That's true. You know, and you don't have 42nd Street anymore, you know, the way you used to. You don't have these things as outlets. Now you just have, you know, well, you have physical media, but, and I mean, yeah, you got streaming and stuff, but you know, I mean, Terrifier is getting, it is a theatrical. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so it's one of the few movies that was ever theatrically released unrated. Um, so I don't know. I don't want it. I don't want anyone to walk away with a wrong wrong feeling. But I, I really, I, I really did enjoy it. Um, I, I just wish Eli would have. I don't know. I wish it would have taken itself a little, just a little more serious and really pushed certain things. But, um, but all in all. Definitely. If you've if you made it this far listening to us, you really need to go to the theater see it. Yeah, for sure. It. If you're listening to us right now and you haven't seen, it, I'm not not sure why you're listening. Because <laughs> now <laughs> you know everything about the movie. <laughs> some some people like spoilers, you know. Some people like to know exactly what they're in for, and you know, if if that's the case, um, you'll see some good kills. You know, you'll see some good effects. You'll see pretty much no CG from what we can tell. Yeah. And you'll just have a good time. I did like the nightmare sequence. Oh, end. yeah. Yeah, that's true. And that reminds me of I Know What You Did, too. Yeah, for sure. Because there was always a nightmare sequence in those movies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so final thoughts, Sam? Um, a really, really... Really well made, good movie. That's probably up there for like you know top being one of the top horror movies of the year. I don't know if it will be the top. I forget exactly what has come out this year. Uh, you know, there was Evil Dead Rise. There was Winnie the Pooh. Um, there was other movies, right? Terrified Two, I think, came out this year. Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah. So you know, there's a lot of movies up there, but I think you know for what I've seen so far, this is probably one of those movies that are just up there. And for the most part, not because it's, like, something completely different, but it's kind of, like, it went back to, like, what made the 80s and 90s movies, like, really good. You being, like, you know, cheesy, fun little movie to go watch with friends kind of thing, or just to just go watch. Yeah. 
And it's like, for the most part, movies now are like either super serious or super terrible or some kind of political message. And it's like, I just want to go watch a cheesy horror movie that, you know, it's just for fun. You know, maybe some serious stuff happened in it, but it's like, you know, you're going to watch a fun movie and that's what this is. It, it felt like, you know, kind of going back in time. And my hope is that going forward the next five, ten-ish years, more movies kind of come out like this where it's like it's just a fun movie to go watch. You know, you know maybe, it's, maybe it's a little cheesy, but, you know, that's kind of the point. It's meant to be fun. Definitely. I agree with that 100%. I definitely want a sequel, but I really would be nice if Eli would pay homage to some sort of Italian bear. Oh yeah, such a fan of Italian films. I don't know how you could do it, but he could. He could figure out a way. I would. That would be a lot of fun to see something. In There's there that one only, really like, easy way to do it, and that's simple. You just tell. You just go up to Eli Roth and you say, "We want a sequel to Thanksgiving, but as it, we want you to remake Absurd to do it." <laughs> oh man! Or even you're even Anthropophagus or something. You know, just there you go. Re- remake that, but make it a make it a Thanksgiving movie. Be like, okay. It'll be great if we're doing this again a year from now. I haven't seen part two in the theater. Oh, <laughs> that would be awesome. Um, but definitely check it out. And as Jason at Body Bags always says, physical media matters. Buy it. Pre-orders up for the Blu-ray. Get it. Oh um, yeah. You're a horror fan, and it really does need to be in your collection. Uh. Um, just mentioning that just remind me of something that uh, we kind of need to bring up. Also, uh, uh, Christopher Nolan has uh, been talking about the Blu-ray and 4K of Oppenheimer that's coming out. Yeah. And he's he's been saying, you know, like, if you want to watch the movie the way it's meant to be seen, get the Blu-ray or the 4K. You know, he doesn't, you know, he's not a fan of the streaming stuff, so... You know, he, he says they've gone like above and beyond on this release to make it look just how they want. So that's what you need to go with. So and there you probably, go. Probably the packaging too. So a lot yeah. of work. I'm gonna yeah. be completely honest for a moment. You know, just talking mm-hmm. about Blu-rays and whatnot. When I go to Walmart and I see, you know, a new movie come out and there's like the Blu-ray, which is like twenty ish bucks and then the dvd which is like 15 bucks the difference mm. probably just be the quality of how it looks because mm. this everything in it is still the same like i got a i got the blu-ray for i think it's the blu-ray or maybe it's not for the uh, last voyage of the demeter oh yeah and you know there's stuff on it but i'm pretty sure it's dvd i have it with my dvd so i'm pretty sure it's dvd and you know there's a commentary and there's other stuff on it and so it's like I don't think there's really a big, huge difference other, I guess, than maybe how it looks. And, you know, Oppenheimer, you know, there's things, scenes in it where it's like, yeah, and you kind of need, like, to have it look good because, you know, of all the different atomic bomb type shots you have in it. Um, but just in general, it's like, it's probably better to buy a DVD unless there's something that's on the Blu-ray that's not on the DVD. But, mm. Well, hey, honestly, uh, physical media is the way to go for everything. Yeah. You know, just saying. <laughs> yes. I, I mentioned that in my crazy fives today. Physical yep. media. It, it matters. It can't be said enough. Can't be said enough. 
Yep. All right. Uh, I guess we'll just call it then. Yeah. So definitely, uh, if you know, go and see Thanksgiving in theaters. Go and go and see every new horror movie that comes out in theaters. Just saying. Except unless it's Skin and Marink. Just leave uh, that alone. You gotta watch that one at least one time. You watch it once, then like I don't know, it like gives you like brain cancer or something, and you you die. I don't Oops. know. It, it's trash. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, that that's it for us. I uh, hope you enjoyed. Um, and yeah, physical media matters. Absolutely. Farewell and adieu to you fair Spanish ladies. Farewell and adieu you ladies of Spain. For we've received orders for to sail back to Boston. And so never more shall we see you again. <laughs>